Hello, everyone. I, I just want to say welcome to uh, Mr. Larry Knox. It's really an honor and a privilege to have him here and to, to be able to share a lot of information with everyone. So, uh, Larry, please tell, tell everyone about yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Professor. Uh, it's my pro privilege and pleasure to be here. Uh, I've heard a lot about you guys. Um, you know, Mr. Uh, Akpan, or Professor Akpan, has spoken very highly about all of his students. And I must admit, you guys asked some very good questions um, in leading up to this event. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to get to all of them, um, but I did pick out a few that I thought would be fairly interesting and perhaps a little bit more general that a lot of people ask, if not the same question, something very general or close to it. Um, uh, so my background, so I'm the CEO of Unplug Capital. It is a merchant bank headquartered here in Chicago. It's a global investment bank. And what we specialize in is infrastructure investment, both hard and soft infrastructure assets. What are hard infrastructure assets? Hard infrastructure assets are assets that are very similar to the assets that you use every day, public works, so bridges, roads, water, sewer, electrical utilities, power, et cetera, the hard physical assets that make up a, a community, a city, or a state. Uh, then also soft infrastructure assets. Soft infrastructure assets are assets that are, are, are tend to be social in nature, such as building schools and funding for schools, hospitals, recreation centers, uh, museums, uh, and, and the like. So that's what I focus on, and what I do is I bring private capital to the table to augment public spending to build our infrastructure assets, um, both nationally and globally. Um, is it a big problem? This is a huge problem. You can't really turn on TV without talking about our infrastructure deficit as far as spending is concerned. Uh, globally, this is at least a $54 trillion problem um, by some conservative estimates and some have it as high as hundreds of trillions of dollars. Um, so that's the space that I focus in on and my journey to becoming an infrastructure financier um, for some may seem uh, kind of a securitist route, but for me it was very straightforward. Um, started out as an engineer um, building uh, large infrastructure projects. I just went from running and managing infrastructure projects to financing those same infrastructure projects. So that kind of gives you a, a summary and a, and, a, and a brief outline of who I am and what I do. Thank you very much. Great, very interesting story, very interesting story. I, I have one question before we get into the sure. actual question. What role has your education, I mean, you, you've had a long educational journey. If you could touch on that, how has that helped you in your, your career path, your experience? Um, that's a good question. Um, and uh, the 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 irony is that I, I literally have every degree but an MD. So I have a bachelor's in metallurgical materials engineering, I have a master's in nuclear engineering, I have an MBA and a law degree. Um, out of all of those degrees, um, they've all proven to be very important and very worthwhile to helping me where I am today. Um, I would say that um, I did not need all of them to do what I do today. Um, however, you know, when you start out and you're young and you're trying to figure your way forward in life, sometimes you don't know what you don't know and you pursue paths to gain knowledge, to enlighten yourself, to figure out what it is that you do need to understand. And along the way, I've been able to peel off little components of every single aspect of all the degrees that I have that have formed to help me do what I do today. I've got one more question. Okay. So you started out in engineering and now you're in finance. How did yep. that happen? Um, how that happened was um, 
I went from uh, being a, a project engineer and leading these large infrastructure projects uh, that were tremendously um, valuable and, and important for, for our country's security um, to recognizing that um, you know, that what I really want, would like to do kind of long-term in my career at that time, I was in my 20s, um, that I wanted to finance these projects instead. So that's what I did. So I shifted from the engineering side of the house, if you will, to the finance side of the house. And as part of that shift, I went back to school and earned my MBA, my law degree, to allow me to retool to bring in some of the, um, the skill sets that I felt that I was lacking. So I, I, I got my MBA and my, my concentration for my MBA was in financial engineering um, and derivatives. And uh, for law, my concentration was in securities and intellectual property. Um, and all those have all you know, kind of meshed together to help me do the business that I do today. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Now, the students have really put together some, some really great questions. So if you could just take some time and just cover some of those. Sure, sure. Well, actually, your first two questions were the first two questions on the, on the list from the students. So, so, so uh, everybody's... Great everybody's, minds think alike, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. You, you, you did a great job preparing your students because you, they asked the questions that you did. Awesome. Um, the, uh, one, of the, um, one of the interesting questions that was asked was, uh, how did I manage the transition from the Navy and engineering into the business profession? So they're the, a little bit slightly different, and, and that aspect is dealing with the Navy. Um, and, and what did that help me do? So one of the things that was really interesting in the transition from being a military officer to the civilian world, so to speak, was the, um, the difference in the hierarchy, right? So in the military, it's a very hierarchical organization. Um, then once you get into the civilian work, it's um, much more fluid, less structured, and, and more dynamic. Um, so, but one of the aspects I felt has been very um, um, important to my success to this point has been the ability to translate the leadership skills that I earned while I was in the military um, to applying them into the civilian sector. Let me get the next question. A lot of great questions, a lot of great questions. Yeah, um, the other was, um, so it's part of my career, so maybe you did a, a really good job, a thorough research, if you will, on my, uh, on my background. So the first job that I had um, in the transition from being an engineer to finance was working as a venture capitalist. And there I worked as a venture capitalist at a firm called Open Prairie Ventures, which was an early stage venture capital firm in central Illinois, in Champaign and Effingham. And what we were investing in were early stage technologies that were being spun out of the university system. So this is working with all the Big Ten schools, um, other universities from around the country, as well as our research labs. Um, so that my first job there was you know, really looking at how do we able to commercialize these new technologies. So at the time, this is, you know, call it the early 2000s, late 90s, um, and what I was right at the, the, the dot-com bust first time, if you will. And um, so what I was focused on was looking for, you know, the net, Netscape, you know, which today sounds interesting because I don't know if people really know what Netscape is, but Netscape is the fundamental... Um, user interface, if you will, the, the first user interface to how we access 
the internet and it's largely the basis of Internet Explorer and Safari and many of these other internet browsers. Um, so what I was really focused on was taking the technology and the research that our government was developing and looking for you know, those next opportunities of being able to leverage the investment from research dollars that our federal government spends and then taking those technologies and those kernels and then commercializing them on a major scale. Okay. That's very interesting. Um, another good question was, um, was it hard getting through so many years of school and how did I manage? That's uh, a great question. Focus, focus, focus. Um, really simple. Um, you know, for me, it was a matter, I guess you can say it was you know, kind of that military training, if you will, which is, um, you know, you identify what your, what your goal is, right? What do you intend to do with this degree when you're done? And how are you going to um, put it to use and be able to articulate that story, not only to others, but definitely to yourself. And as long as you understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish, it's really easy to accomplish the goals in between point A and point B. And so for many times, the, 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 the point A to point B one of the, 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 the means to that end was earning a degree to fill in gaps that I had in my experience or education. So I really enjoyed school. I was a fairly decent student. Um, and uh, so even though it was a total, if I add it all together, I'm probably approaching 12 years of education. Um, but it was all you know, very enjoyable. and. Um, and met some of my best friends in my life that are still dear to me today through that process. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, can do we have time for one more question? Yeah, one more. Um, so I've moved, well, let's, um, another question, we'll just continue along those lines where, what were your main goals to making sure that you finished what you started? Um, that comes again back down to focus, it's about understanding what it is that you're trying to accomplish and achieve, and what are the requisite steps that you think that you need at that moment in time to achieve those goals. And the only thing that I would add to that is the opportunity or the flexibility um, for change, because you don't know what you don't know. And um, you know, an old military adage is that um, you know, no plan has ever survived contact with the enemy. Um, so as you actually start to pursue and work down your path, things are going to happen, life happens, other things come get in the way, um, whether it's work-related or, you know, just anything and everything, um, and, and being able to remain flexible while still never leaving, you know, focus for what your goals are and, and that you have in mind, and then just continue to take the steps to get there. Now I have one more question for you. Now this is a finance class, and you've taken finance, obviously. How do you see this this course or the skills that are learned in this class? How will this help the students in the real world? Well, um, what they do is they provide a good basis for understanding, right? So the finance industry is a very, very large industry, um, multifaceted, right? So you have sales, you have trading, you have investment banking, you have project finance, you have securities, you have brokerage work, you have asset management, you have um, hedge funds. There's, there's, it's a large, multi-dimensional, global industry. And at this moment in time, what you're able to do is you're able to learn some of the basics as it relates to 
um, you know, understanding the, the, the finance um, skills that you can then use as part of your um, development and, and growth. Any any parting words of wisdom or any advice you can give? I mean, it's a great group of students. Um, no, just keep up the good work. You guys ask great questions. That lets me know that you're all very smart. And I look forward to uh, hopefully running to you in the industry one day. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, thank everyone for all of the great questions. I mean, this is really a, a great opportunity, a great exchange uh, that we were able to put together. And thank you again, Larry, for, for taking the time to share with the students here.